Good afternoon, everybody. This is Austin Roof here on KSDP. We are live right now with the Candidates Forum here for the Sandpoint Mayor's Race. We did have the Aleutians Eastboro uh, Mayor Candidates come on the air this Friday, or last Friday, at 5.30, and that is on the web right now. You can go to apradio.org and check out the Candidates Forum that we had for Mayor Alvin Osterbeck and Assemblyman Paul Grunholt, very great opportunity to hear what the candidates have to say. And now we're going to have the three candidates for mayor here in Sandpoint. Mr. Glenn Gardner, Jimmy Smith, and Raymond Nutt will all be on the line here. We'll give each candidate three minutes to introduce themselves here. We'll go through alphabetical order. And then after that, we'll have two minutes for each question for the candidates. So we appreciate everyone coming in here today. We have all three candidates on the line. And we're going to go ahead and start with the introduction for mayor giving the reasons why you're running, and we'll start again in alphabetical order, and that will be Glenn Gardner to start things off. So we appreciate you coming on the line, Glenn, and sharing your thoughts. Hey, very good. Thank you, Austin, and and thanks for KSCP making this forum available to us. Um, My name is Glenn Gardner, Jr. I'm a lifelong resident of Sandpoint. I graduated from Western Washington University and received a second degree from University of Alaska Fairbanks. I'm married to former King Cove resident, Raynell, and I have one daughter, Brittany. I've been actively involved in the community for the past 40-plus years. First elected to the City Council in 1996, then Mayor in 1999, and have served for 18 years. Went on to work with Shimmingen Corporation also for 38 years and continue today. I helped with the incorporation of Eastern Lucian Tribes, and I've served as president from 1991 through 1997 and was a member of the Alaska Native Health Board, lending a voice to the health care issues facing our community. I was instrumental in the formation of the Chagantayagunan tribe and served as president and is currently on the board. I have served with Aleutian Housing Authority and the Four Acre Group. I spent many years involved in issues that affect our local fisheries and serving on the Peninsula Marketing Association and the Area M Staining Association. 19 years with Swampsey's Board of Directors working on issues that affect Southwest Alaska and the Peninsula. I've also been fortunate to work with the school district as a school board member, working to better the educational opportunities for our children. I'm a father, a husband, a fisherman, and a community advocate, and proud to be associated with the many fine folks of the city of Sandpoint. I would like to uh, run for mayor again. I want to keep the forward momentum making the community of Sandpoint a healthy and prosperous community. And I've always been committed to the community, and I want to give back to the city that has given so much to me and my family. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for that. We're going to go ahead and restart the clock now for three minutes. And the next up on the alphabetical order list will be Mr. Raymond Nutt. So, Mr. Nutt, the floor is yours. Okay, my name is Raymond Nutt. I'm a lifelong resident of uh, of Sandpoint. Been here, lived here almost all my life, and I'm running for mayor. Uh, I uh, I was in the in Zimigan uh, Corporation for a while. I was a president there, and then also I was a. Uh, they're a council member. I don't remember all the years at the moment, but I was there for I think it was four four years, four and a half years. And I'm running to say they're hoping I can uh, come up with some fresh ideas or new ideas of what what we should be 
they're doing or what's going on. Because times are changing, and I think we should keep up with it. Because uh, if we don't, I think we're going to get left behind on a lot of the different things. And that's about all I got to say on this here. Uh, there on that end of it. Uh, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Raymond. I appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and reset the clock now for another three minutes. And Mr. Jimmy Smith on the line. Mr. Smith, the floor is yours. Thanks, Austin. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Jim Smith, a lifelong resident of Sandpoint. I'm running for the office of mayor in the city of Sandpoint. I hope to bring different views and ideas to our local government, and I am looking forward to working with the city council and the city departments to continue making progress, bettering our community with this pandemic and with lower than usual cod and pollock quotas, salmon catches and lower prices. I believe we will need to conserve as much as possible and work hard to increase income. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. And say thank you to all the candidates for joining us today. We're going to move now into the question part. And every candidate has received a copy of the questions ahead of time. And we'll give two minutes now for response for each question. So we're going to move now into the question and answer form. So we'll move now. And every candidate has a copy of these questions. We're going to start with finances and fisheries. And now every candidate will get two minutes on the clock. So we're going to start again with Mr. Gardner. Glenn, uh, your opportunity here to answer question number one, finances and fisheries. The question is, for the past several years, nearly every fishery has been in some form of decline. This, in turn, has impacted the city's revenues through uh, in raw fish taxes. If elected mayor, what are your thoughts on how to guide Sandpoint through a potential recession of city revenue? Thank you, uh, Austin. First and foremost, we're going to need to make sure we keep a balanced budget. Um, we have to make sure we work hard on conservative spending as dollars are going to be tight, as we've seen in the past year or so, of fish taxes uh, down. Hopefully um, we'll be working with the borough and outside contacts to secure fish surveys so our fishermen can get out and fish as the codfish are plentiful and have been in the past, as we noticed during the state fishery. But without any fish surveys, there aren't any fisheries. No fisheries, no raw fish tax. And again, working with the borough um, community, we've been protecting our fisheries. Um, we've spent time in Anchorage at Board of Fish, and um, thanks to the borough and everybody that's worked with us on those, we have secured some of our fisheries. We've also expanding. We are working on kelp production in the future, and um, we need to do these different things and. Um, provide some new job opportunities in our community as uh, things are going to be tight. So thank you, Austin. All right, thank you very much. Mr. Nutt, we're going to go ahead and give you a fresh two minutes on the clock. Would you like the question repeated? No, that's fine. You don't have to repeat it. All right, thank you very yeah, much. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it is... Uh, we're, we're going to have to we'll watch the, the the budget. It's a tight budget. We all know that because there is no raw fish tax for the the fish that 
that did come in, but it wasn't much there this year, and it doesn't sound like we're going to have a uh, a cod season again or a tanner season. So there's, you're not going to get any fish tax out of that. You're getting a little bit out of the out of the Dungeness, and then the Pollock is about it. So we're going to have to to watch the budget. It has to, it has to be watched pretty close, I think. Uh, and probably pay the bills that need to be paid, and you'll have to to put some on hold, I'm sure. If, and if the city has to, for for some of the the the, the entities that they're funding, with you might have to cut some of them. But that'll have to be to be looked at and gone over too, I'm sure. So uh, that's about my thoughts on on the financing of other part of it. Thank you, Austin. All right, thank you, Raymond. Mr. Smith, we're going to go to you now and put a fresh two minutes on the clock. And just to check one more time, do you need the question read to you? Uh, no, no thanks. All right, well, it, the microphone's yours. I hope we are able to avoid a recession as we have received some stimulus money, which should have some relief and the low fish quarters that we are stuck with because of the COVID-19 and the lack of uh, bottom fish testing, hopefully we'll return to larger numbers as the fishermen are seeing more cod and pollock. But I don't have to wait till next year. We should also consider having another economic development summit and get all the entities in our community together and address different revenue opportunities for the city and businesses and fishermen. We haven't had one in a while. That might help. I believe we need to have more frequent meetings to deal with the Board of Fish as we lost more of our grounds from Pavlov all the way to Kupianov, but I think we should have more meetings before it's like, you know, before a year out so we can be more prepared and hopefully won't lose any more of that as every fish counts. So. Every day counts. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to go and switch gears away from fisheries and finance now and talk about public safety. The question for everyone regarding public safety, Sandpoint has enjoyed a stable police department for the past several years, while fire and EMS have not had the same sort of consistency. What is your position on how these two departments, fire and emergency medical services, should be maintained? And, Glenn, we're going to give two minutes to you on the clock. Hey again, thank you, uh, Austin. We'll talk a little bit about public, public safety. Um, we've been committed to the police department and making it a very stable and secure, strong department. Um, we've been working with the two weeks on and the two weeks off, and it's been working very well. It brings a firm and solid police department back to Sandpoint, which has been much needed. Um, we are definitely making headways there. And then to move on to our EMS and fire departments, that's been a bit more difficult than the police department. We, um, we've had an extremely hard time filling these positions, and they are posted. There's been monies allocated in the budget for the EMS position. We've had some interest, but no takers yet. This is something that we get to work with EAT and um, the city, because this one is extremely important. 
we've had a, a situation with 911, so we're working hard to make sure we get to the bottom of it and make sure that it works properly when someone calls in and has an issue that it gets taken care of promptly and correctly. Uh, we definitely need to make sure these positions are filled. It's vital to the safety and well-being of our community. Um, it's, it's been a tough one, but we're working hard at it. So, Thank you, Austin. All right. Thank you very much. We'll reset the clock, and Raymond, you have two minutes for the same question. Yeah, thank you, Austin. Yeah, the police department, uh, it has been... Uh, uh, They've been going pretty good here from what I've seen. There's two weeks on and the two weeks off. Uh, talking to the officers, they're happy with it. And it seems to be working out for the city here. Uh, but the fire, we don't have a fire chief for one thing. I think uh, Dave Soaks was the last one if he was a fire chief. Or trying to be, and the EMS. I don't know too too much about that, but uh, from what I hear, there's only a couple of them, and maybe uh, maybe we need to advertise a little more or hang some uh, signs up. But I think it's a it's a critical part of our their community here to to keep them people on the go in case there's an emergency in town. Or a fire, we do need a fire chief. We need to, to advertise for that one too. Uh, I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's about all I have on that. Thank you, Austin. All right, thank you very much, Jim. We'll go ahead and move over to you now. Uh, same two minutes on the clock. Question about fire and EMS. Yes, it's good to see that the police department is doing well. And maintain a full force. I saw a sign in the store that they're looking for one more position to be filled. But and then each, I think, is giving a one-time payment of what forty-five thousand, I think, to Sandpoint Dispatch and sixteen thousand to two years per year for the EMS. That'll help, I think. And then, according to the Standpoint website, yeah, I saw that the fire chief and the EMS coordinator were empty spots. I hope they're filled soon. I hope there's grants and funding maybe that we could help train the fire department in practice. I remember when I was young, they had a lot of practice when they started that up. So hopefully we'll continue doing that. So thank you. Thank you very much. I want to thank everyone for coming on. Again, this is the 2020 Mayor's Candidate Forum here for the City of Sandpoint. We have the next question. We're going to go and put two minutes on the clock, and the question is going to change now to transportation. As we all know, especially because of COVID-19, but freight, air travel, and the ferry system have all seen decreased service in their schedules throughout our region. This has been going on for a long time, and then it's only escalated due to state budget cuts as well as the COVID-19 pandemic. What would you do, or what do you believe the city could do to bring stability or any potential increases in these essential services? And Glenn, we'll go ahead and put two minutes on the clock for you. 
Very good. Thank you. Uh, first, dealing with the freight service. As you know, we do coastal transportation from Seattle and, and also ACE from Anchorage. Uh, those things are, those entities are working hard. Um, I know, as you mentioned, uh, Austin, freight loads have decreased. Um, but there's the lack of fishing, lack of uh, funds coming into people account. They aren't spending as much money. So those things have slowed down, and the freight service has slowed down also. From Seattle, they've gone to the three weeks. But, but they have been a, a great resource. They've worked well with the city of Sandpoint. They, have, they uh, haul out our old batteries. They've uh, helped us out in several situations where we needed to get something up here and worked out on cut rates. But, uh, so the freight service from Seattle is working well. Our air travel, I mean, we have worked tirelessly with, uh, with the state, AML, and DOT to get our local runway certified again, which we have. And under FAA's Part 139 would allow planes to come in that carry 31 to 60 passengers. So we're hoping to get this up and running, looking like mid-October. I know that it's been a couple delays already, but... It'll be nice to see some regular um, flights coming into the community so people can get out for medical and whatever else, um, out of town shopping, et cetera. But it'll be nice to get that running again. The ferry system, again, we have been working with our lobbyists at the state and Swampsea with uh, Shirley Marcourt, who used to sit on the MTAB for the ferry system. We've worked really hard with these organizations and helped guarantee some limited service. Uh, in the future, we hope to get that up a little bit more, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, we're looking to um, replace the Tustamina. Uh, we all hope that'll happen in the future and maybe secure some better service from the Alaska Ferry Service system. Thanks, Austin. All right, thank you. Raymond, we're going to go ahead and move over to you now for the same question about transportation. Austin, thank you. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it sounds like uh, whatever the, the, the city has been been doing is probably uh, whoever gets in that office should they continue on with what's going on with it. Um, when I looked at it, I don't know how we can make it any better, but it's, it's possible as time goes on, we'll, we'll have to see, I guess. And maybe we can come up with some kind of ideas along the road. I, I don't know. But uh, it uh, sounds like whatever the, the, the city is already already doing is, is pretty much what, what the, it, there should be done, I guess, and just continue on with it. Thank you, Austin. All right. Thank you very much, Raymond. We're going to put two minutes on the clock and... Mr. Smith, we'll go ahead and hand it over to you right now for the same question regarding transportation. Thanks, Austin. We still have the regular freight with uh, Alaska Central Express. They're quite busy, actually. And, of course, coastal transportation. And then Lake Clark Air and Precision Air charters have been pretty busy uh, flying our people to and from, but hopefully... Raven Air, you know, people want to get on something a little bigger and fly up above some of the turbulence. So hopefully they'll be back up and running shortly. They claim they'd be up by now, but they still must have to be working on something there. So hopefully we'll be flying soon. And then 
far as the ferry system, that's probably up to the state. I mean, I hope they get more funding because it's way cheaper to bring vehicles in and out of town. And obviously, for people to travel also, it's probably cheaper. So hopefully they'll get their funding and get more scheduling in next year. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. So we're going to switch gears away from transportation and ask now two more questions, and then we'll have an opportunity for conclusion for each candidate to respond or address any questions that maybe were not asked or go into further clarification. But first, we're going to go and talk about the pandemic response. And, you know, with the recent, with the recent positive test here in Sandpoint, we're reminded that we're not out of the woods yet with this pandemic going forward how would you as mayor lead Sandpoint through the city's continued response to the COVID-19 pandemic? And Mr. Gardner, we'll go ahead and begin with you. Very good. Thanks, Austin. First of all, I'd, I'd like to uh, commend EAT for the excellent job they are doing during this troubling times of COVID. They have bent over backwards um, in every respect. They are helping out with every community in our region. Paul Mueller and his staff have been working tirelessly making sure our communities are safe. Uh, kudos to these fine folks. They're working really hard at it and uh, are doing a good job. It is troubling. It's a scary time. Um, nothing's for certain. Um, we continue to work with EAT and the school district to make sure all of our community members and children are safe and able to attend school. As you know, we're, we're not, um, children are not in the school for the week. Um, we hope we can get past this one and get them back up there as it's, it is really important that our children have in-school instruction rather than online work. It makes a big difference to the children. And as you said, we are not out of the woods yet and we need to be diligent in our safety protocols. Uh, when our air service resumes, we need to make sure we are vigilant in our safety restrictions and again, we're going to make sure that our community members are safe and healthy. Um, this is some trying times, but um, if we all work together at this, uh, we can we can beat it. Thanks, Austin. Thank you very much, Mr. Nutt. We're going to go over to you now and give you two minutes about the pandemic response. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, sir. They're awesome. Yeah, we need to, to thank the Eats for what they're doing. They're 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 uh, they're working pretty hard at keeping things going here and try, trying to keep the people safe. Uh, and like Glenn said, we're not out of the woods here. We got a long ways to go, um, and I think we should be reminding the the, the, uh, the citizens to, to wear their masks. When they go into a, they're a crowded room or a crowded place, or they're going to hang around with people. Uh, it only takes one to, to get it, and it can it can get and it can escalate into a there are a whole lot of people. So we want there are there are citizens that stay safe and wear their mask, and I think they should be be uh, reminded every now and then, either that or put signs up so that they got something to read, because this stuff isn't going to go away at the moment, and we don't know when it'll go away, so, so hopefully that'll 
that would take care of whatever's going on there. So, yeah, 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 thank you. You're awesome. All right, thank you very much. Heading now over there to Jim, we're going to give you two minutes on the clock for the same question about the continued response for the state of Sandpoint to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks. I think we'll have to keep the mandate, encourage everyone to keep following the protocols, the social distancing and the wear masks when needed and wash your hands often and keep our community safe and our schools open and always quarantine after traveling. And of course, when you come in close contact with someone who has been traveling to be tested, and I'm hoping that one case we have here is a false test. I think he's only had one test, but I'm sure hoping that was that was a false test for the rest of us. So just continue with some social distancing. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. So this is the final question before we head over into the conclusion. This one is about infrastructure. The recent mechanical needs of the harbor travel lift highlighted the need to address essential infrastructure maintenance. What would you do as mayor to help maintain Sandpoint's infrastructure and heavy equipment, especially during a time of potentially strained revenue and budgets? Mr. Gardner, we'll give you two minutes on the clock. Very good. Thanks, Austin. Uh, in, under this, on this infrastructure in the department, we need to make sure that we take care of our boat harbor, as it is the backbone of our community. We are a fishing community, and we need to take care of our fishermen. That's very important. With that being said, we have repaired the old travel lift. It is able to lift larger boats again. It is getting a little long in the tooth, so the council is looking um, on purchasing a new 200-ton travel lift. So this is moving forward. This would be a this would be financed and it'd be paid for by user fees. I know that's a that's, it's going to be a big expense, but it's a must-needed expense. Uh, I think the present travel lift is 40, almost 40 years old, and it's at its limits. Uh, we definitely need to take care of that and get a new one for our fishermen, as in a lot of the fleet are, are bigger 58-foot boats, um, and they need to be taken care of here in Sandpoint. They pay taxes, raw fish taxes in the community. We have purchased a new gill teleporter with help from the borough. That is, should be um, built here, I think, this week, and uh, we'll be sending that up to Sandpoint from Seattle. We're also working with the borough to sec secure a new float system in the new boat harbor. Hopefully, with this, we can attract new revenue from larger vessels that are looking to store their boats and fly out of this community as it's a little more accessible than the others. We're also looking into grant dollars to secure a new grove or boom truck. Uh, we'll be working on that in the future. Um, we have completed a $12 million project, the DOP project, and at a time of hardly any capital project dollars. I think we've done really well there. It is completed. And just in time, as, as you know, the earthquake, we had damage to our old dock, so we had to shut it down. So we'll be looking into funding for the repairs to the old city dock and hopefully get that back working again as we could keep the bigger equipment on the old dock instead of the new. Again, we need to take care of our fishermen as they are the lifeblood of this community. Well, we look forward to working with our fishermen. Thank you.
All right. Thank you very much. Raymond, we're going to go over to you now for the same question about maintaining infrastructure here, particularly with strained revenue. Two minutes on the clock for you. Yeah, uh, Cindy. Yeah, the, the travel lift, I'm not sure what it's picking up at the moment, but I didn't see it picking up any the bigger 58-footers as of yet. Um, I've, I know some of them have we went to King Cove to get hauled out, so I don't know if this one is operating to, to, to pull those boats or not, but uh, whatever is wrong with it, uh, it should be looked at, and if there's any way to fix it for now, you should probably go ahead and, and get it done, because I don't know how they're going to get a brand new one in here, because they could cost a couple of million dollars, and I don't know where that's going to come from. I think we're we're going to be be stuck with what we got here for a while, so we need to be looking at keeping it put together, so so we can take take care of our own fleet down here in this harbor, and then whoever else may came could come in, because that revenue out of the harbor is a a big piece of our their economy here, and it's without the travel lift. Or whatever we we got down there, it's it's taken a big chunk out of our budget here. I that I know that. That's about all I got to say. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Raymond. We're going to go over to you, Jim, and give you two minutes on the clock to answer the same question about maintaining infrastructure. Thanks, Leslie. <clears throat> of course, the city operates on a budget, but. Maintenance of the travel lift and the city equipment is important and has and should still be done within its means. The travel lift, I heard, was fixed. And the city dock, which appears to need some maintenance, and that's obviously being addressed, which yeah, it's pretty broke up, that old dock. Hopefully we'll get the funding to fix it back up like new. So. In our roads, some of these side roads, I've noticed the gravel ones, gosh, I think they could be fixed up a bit. I'm not sure how much gravel the city has. or I know we seem to grade them a lot, but we don't really lay down any rock. I think we could probably get back to laying some rock down. So hopefully that could be done. And then the head of the public works, I'm not sure. I think that job is still out there. Hopefully we'll get one soon. A local guy would be nice, but definitely need somebody in there. So hopefully that will be done soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Smith. That concludes the question part of this forum. We're going to switch now into conclusions. And again, this is an opportunity to share any final thoughts. Also address any points that came up that you'd like to spend more time addressing, explaining, or clarifying. And also just a chance to maybe answer or bring up questions that were not asked on this forum. We'll extend the time for each candidate to three minutes for this conclusion. And again, just a final thank you from here at KSCP to all the candidates for coming on, answering these questions, and sharing their thoughts with the community. So, Glenn, we're going to go ahead and give you three minutes for the conclusion. Very good. Thanks, Austin. Uh, Well, during these trying times of COVID-19, major earthquakes, and all-around bad global economy, 
we have to all work together on a common goal. And that common goal is to see that our community survives. If all entities share resources, ideas, and knowledge, we can reach this goal, and we have to. Otherwise, we're going to disappear. My track record stands alone, making me an excellent candidate for the mayor's position. I bring strong business sense, long and short-term planning ability, developmental skills. I have an understanding of the issues that face our community and the ability to seek out solutions, both internal and external. With a network of connections locally, regional, statewide, and nationally, I'd be a strong leader and advocate for the City of Sandpoint. I enjoy what I do, and I would like to continue giving back to the community that I call home. Thank you, Austin. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Gardner. Mr. Nutt, we're going to go over to you now. Three minutes are on the clock and a chance for you to give any final thoughts and to address any points or explain, clarify, or answer questions that were not asked. So go ahead and take it away. Oh, I don't know. Ross and I haven't been sitting in the, the, the city for, for quite a while here, so I really don't know what's all going on about a lot of this stuff here. And uh, nobody seems to be letting us know what's going on. I haven't heard a lot about, about what is... From what I'm hearing is that's been been happening here, but and I don't know. We never hear about it for some reason. Uh, <clears throat> I think they should at least let 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 the their residents know what we're, what they're doing or whatever. I I, I don't know. But uh, if I was in there, I would I would surely put something on the wall so people could see what was they're happening there they're in their own community here. I think they own it, <clears throat> and uh, they put whoever they want in those offices to, to to work for them. So that's the way I look at it. Anyway, thank you, Austin. All right. Thank you very much for your time today. And with that, the final conclusion here, we're going to give over to uh, Jim Smith. Jim, here you have three minutes on the clock to go ahead and bring your final conclusions or any other points that you'd like to raise. Thank you again to all the candidates. And, uh, Jim, here you go. Thanks, Austin. I'd like to say good luck to my fellow candidates, and I hope it's a prosperous three years for whoever wins. I'm elected mayor. I'll be open to all suggestions from anyone who has them to make our city a better place. I believe in working hard and will do what I can. I'm sure there's a lot of financial and mechanical needs in every department that can only be dealt with on the job. So, and I'm sure we're not discussing it all here, but we'll work closely with the city manager and the city council to see that they get done. And I was hoping that we'd get our city gym open and rec center. I heard it's open over there in King Cove, so I know we're in this pandemic, but Gosh, these kids need something to do. I hope they can get that, whoever's in charge, the superintendent school, whoever. These kids are climbing the walls. I hope they get that back open as soon as they can. So, thanks. 
All right. Thank you very much. And that will conclude the 2020 Mayoral Candidates Forum. Just again, a big thank you to all three of our candidates for coming on the air today and sharing this. And this will be available at apradio.org in just about an hour. You can go on, re-listen to it, and check out any parts. And again, just thank you to you three gentlemen for coming on the air. Uh, Really appreciate it. Thanks, Austin. Thank you, Austin. All right, there you go. That was the 2020 Mayor's Candidate Forum here on KSTP. Can't say thank you enough to all three of these gentlemen for coming on and lending us their time to go over the issues. You can vote right now. Get out there. You can vote early in person here at the city office, I believe, is where they're doing that. Go ahead and give the city a call, 383-2696, for questions about voting now. Also, elections will be, uh, I think it's... Next Tuesday, it will be October the 6th. So it might be two Tuesdays from now. I do apologize for giving any wrong information. It will be this next Tuesday, October the 6th. So make sure you vote. If you don't vote early, get out there next Tuesday and vote October the 6th. But if you're worried about a pandemic, you can go and vote in person before the election day on Tuesday. All right. Again, apradio.org. You can go and re-listen to the Borough Mayor's Candidates uh, Forum as well. Here's a word from our sponsor, and we're going to go to NPR.